You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Time now for take ten. We follow each of our Caregiver SOS programs with Take 10. Dr. Jamie Heisman joins us, nationally known expert on caregiving and addictions. And joining us as well, our co-host, Carol Zerniel. And one of the things we are celebrating in the month of November, National Caregiver Month, Carol. National Family Caregiver Month. It's, it's one of those, it's already here again. But because working in the caregiver business, you know, we kind of live this on a day-to-day basis. But I thought, you know what, what, are, what is the state of caregivers? If we were doing a State of the Union speech right now, 2014, what is the state of caregiving in this country, Jamie? Well, you know, I think, how do I say this? I think it's, it's getting better in terms of awareness simply because things in the medical world seem to be getting worse in terms of health care. Um, Finally, in the Affordable Care Act and health care reform, it was mentioned 17 times throughout the 2,000-plus pages. So finally, family caregivers are, are on the map, and, and well, they should if we're looking at $400-plus billion of in-kind care that they're providing and 90 million caregivers within our culture. Well, and I would say on my list would be a change. It's not necessarily the caregivers, but the folks with Alzheimer's early onset, or not early onset, early stage Alzheimer's are starting to advocate for themselves. We're seeing them at speaking out at caregiver conferences, and I think it's fantastic to have the person with Alzheimer's really articulating what it's like to have the disease, um, sort of recognizing that they need help. Uh, with things they didn't use to, it, it puts a face on them, and I think it's a good partnership with the caregiver because before we just really talked about Alzheimer's from the caregiver perspective, and now it's a more well-rounded perspective. And more and more people, when it comes to uh, certainly dementia and Alzheimer's, are willing to talk about it. You saw yes, they are. Tom, and, and thank heavens they are. This is a, the beauty of awareness. I know that when mental health issues popped in my family, I was loath to talk about it till later in my life. And it is, it unburdens you and allows you some sense of feeling good on two feet. It, you know, you, you can at least embrace the shadow. And I think to Carol's point, I think that Carol, you're spot on. And, and unfortunately we keep using the word caregiver. It doesn't seem to get a lot of media attention. But as soon as family caregivers truly self-identify and realize and name it and claim it, um, I think then when they get out into the streets or they get out to the conferences or they get to Congress or they get to that voting booth, they can make a difference, but the self-identification factor is what I think National Family Caregiver Month every year should be about. I'll give you an example. I uh, uh, emceed an event uh, opening a new WellMed clinic here in San Antonio, and I asked the folks in the crowd, uh, Joe McQueen, one of our caregiver SOS counselors, was there, one of our managers. and So I asked people there, how many of you are caregivers? And maybe three hands went up. And then I said, well, how many of you are, are caring for a spouse or a loved one? Almost every hand in the room went up. It's like, what was, what, what, what was the question again? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's just not a compelling word because I think culturally it was always expected to be done by dropped into women's lap. It was something that Mother Teresa had, had honored, even though nobody read her last book when she finally talked about the, the challenges of it. And I do believe that as soon as we, and I think the Wellmet Charitable Foundation and Caregiver SOS through your leadership, Carol, I really believe is doing a fabulous uh, job in Texas of bringing this identification and awareness. Well, it was really interesting at our caregiver summit. We had Dr. Fletches, uh, Revelo Fletches from um, the Texas State University, and she's an expert in Hispanic caregiving. And she was talking about just the word caregiver in Spanish that we use, cuidador, and it doesn't, it's like you take care of a plant 
or a thing. An animal. It, it's not like taking care of a person, and yet, you know, it's starting to work its way into the dictionary. So in any language, you talked about caregiver, we don't hear it, we don't understand it. In English, it doesn't translate into Spanish. So I think, Jamie, your um, homework assignment for 2015 is to find us a better word. We spent a lot of money on my cherry trying to figure that out, and you're 100% right. I think what's happening now in healthcare, and the, and the promising thing for caregivers, is that all the financial incentives are coming aligned, and, and the medical world itself is realizing it cannot do the proper care coordination and create the access and quality and affordability unless they figure out how to educate, empower, and involve caregivers from the medical chart to aging in place at home. So I think we're going to have a shift because of our financial incentives. Right. And where we do, that's the caregiver SOS space. We really are trying to make those linkages between the doctor and the family member, and we're all on the same team. So um, going back to the State of the Union, I think one thing that hasn't changed, you, know, you always hear them say on the State of the Union about 20 things they said last year that haven't changed. So what hasn't changed was looking at the Huffington Post about unsung heroes, and there was a story of a caregiver who said, you know, I don't go to a support group. Um, nobody's in the situation I'm in. I'm different. I'm the only one that can take care of my wife the way that she needs to be taken care of. And that's when you want to, you know, bump your head up against the wall and say, you know, there, there is help. There are more of you out there than you know. And get them out there. Now, Jamie, you used a figure that's more than I had heard before. You said 90 million caregivers the number i kept hearing is 65 million and well you should hear 65 because we're in the senior care world ron and and that is really the number that we're looking at in terms of senior care but you know because of my own personal experience and and with the march of dimes and starting to train um parents of special needs kids you'll find that that number skyrockets to 90 million when you're talking about caregivers who are not seniors who are dealing with kids who have a difficult time ever aging out of services that's why I asked because uh, th- there are millions more of caregivers uh, than that 65 million, which is a big number anyhow. Right. Huge number. We're talking over, you know, 30% of our, of our population in dire need of education and awareness and empowerment. So what do we do as we celebrate Family Caregiver Month? How do we uh, uh, provide for caregivers some of what they need. And some of what they need is home health care services, and some could use income, dollars. Absolutely. My first thing, and I'll turn it to Carol, is that I, I believe that every patient center medical home, every ACO, now ev- through CMS, even through star ratings, that we need to get our medical world to see the value of caregivers, bring caregivers in, have them educated, empowered, and feel like they're heroes, if you will. Speak to them about self-care and involve them properly. Now, you need to explain ACO, CMS, start. Alphabet alphabet soup. You're hanging out with government people. It's an accountable care organization, which is very much a coordinated care system for -for fee-for-service. It's kind of like Medicare Advantage, but fee-for-service. And CMS? And CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, which is finally now looking at these new codes that doctors can use on care coordination. So they're going to have to start involving family caregivers. And post-pattern? Oh, that's football. Sorry. (laughs) Move the ball down the field. That's all you need to know about football. We're going to move the ball down the field and try to score. So are things better for caregivers, Carol? Um, You know, are things... And and what does better mean? I think that if if we exist, Caregiver SOS exists, um, that gives me hope that there are other organizations out there focusing on caregiving. I know Jamie 
lists a heavy load uh, with some of the health plans and talking to people around the country about the importance of caregiving. Uh, AARP has taken on caregiving as one of their national uh, agenda items. They were all at our caregiver summit recently with caregiving T-shirts on. So, you know, I agree with Jamie. I think the issues have been elevated, but we've got to keep pushing because we we can't wait until the 90 million is 200 million um, to get supports in place. And it's the medical community absolutely that we have to be on the same team because it is the caregiver that... it does that medication adherence, gives them the medications, follows that care plan, make sure that care transition going from home to hospital and back. It's all the caregiver. So they, we've got to be partners, full-fledged partners, and maybe we need an agreement or something that says we're going to be partners in this health care proposal. Jamie, we have about 30 seconds. If we make you a king for a day, what would you do to help caregivers? I would kind of go, actually, this is odd, Rod. Ron, I'd go the Ron Aaron route. I remember throughout many interviews that you've done with both Carol and myself, you said, what if somebody said no? What if somebody could, would not, just decided not to? I think, personally, this is a political action issue. I think that, that really, just like Carol says, the awareness of early, let's say, onset Alzheimer's patients getting involved and family caregivers understanding and going to their, their political representatives and saying, hey, I am a caregiver, I am doing this, and this is now an issue, a heightened issue. Um, but I will tell you this, I think the family care, uh, family caregivers are best served right now in Texas at the WellMed Charitable Foundation. I just wish we could take this model across 50 states. You get the last word. Take 10, Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM. The answer for Carol Zernial and Dr. Jamie Heisman, I'm Ron Aaron. Talk with you soon. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS on air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation. Email suggestions and comments on this radio program at wellmed.net. And join your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zerniel, for another edition of Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM, The Answer.